SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV Radio broadcasts from, the Camaragal people and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from freshwater to saltwater. You're a Damarang, I'm your host Luana Grant and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday, the 25th of October. Coming up on today's show, Indigenous Yes campaigners have spoken out against what they call the shameful October 14th referendum result, which saw 60.69% vote no to questions on enshrining in the Constitution an Indigenous voice to Parliament. They have since sent a letter that hasn't been signed by individuals criticising misinformation, inadequate support from the federal opposition and the media's handling of the campaign. The first ever Aboriginal Languages Week is being held in New South Wales with the event launched at the National Centre for Indigenous Excellence in Redfern over the weekend with the aim of increasing support for Indigenous languages, identity and culture. Melbourne Fashion Week has been overshadowed by allegations of racism in the Australian fashion industry with more than a dozen models have boycotted the event over a lack of diversity and pay inequality. NITV Radio chats to Dr. Michelle Evans, Associate Professor in Leadership at the Faculty of Business and Economics at the University of Melbourne and co-founder of Indigenous Business Month, who chats to us about the 2023 Indigenous Business Month. And NITV Radio chats to Inkabi, a talented 11-year-old Noongar Wongai hip-hop artist from Boraloo, Perth, Western Australia, who got the opportunity to meet Chance the Rapper while performing as part of the South by Southwest event in Sydney last week alongside his dad, Joshua, who also goes by the name Fluent. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. They've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, there's a call to examine racism in Australian society after the failure of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Defence Force personnel and extra Royal Australian Air Force aircraft deploy to the Middle East. And World Health Organisation says it's unable to distribute fuel and life-saving aid to major hospitals in northern Gaza due to a lack of security guarantees. There's a call to seriously examine racism in Australian society after the failure of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Questions are being raised about the future of reconciliation since the Voice to Parliament proposal was rejected at the referendum earlier this month. More than 60% of voters voted no, and the no vote received a majority of votes in every state and territory bar the ACT. Teela Reid is a Sydney-based lawyer and prominent Indigenous activist. She told NITV's The Point program she believes racism is in a lot of parts of Australian life. 
When our people have pursued reconciliation in good faith in this instance and overwhelmingly what we saw the nation uh, reject that good offer in good faith, um, I think it leaves us all in a very uncertain situation um, where we are now, I think, a nation that has to have a serious reckoning with the way in which racism infiltrates so many parts of our lives. Election officials have confirmed there was a significant boost to Indigenous enrolments to vote ahead of the failed voice referendum. Australian Electoral Commission head Tom Rogers says education and awareness campaigns helped to lift enrolment ahead of October's ballot, the first referendum for the country since 1999. But he says the agency has done its best to make sure everyone had the opportunity to have their say even before the Indigenous voice was put to a vote. In the last five years, there's been almost a 20-point increase Mm. in Indigenous enrolment around Australia, and that's as a result of education, but also the application of federal direct enrolment uh, to communities where previously we weren't able to do that. That's the first time that Indigenous enrolment's ever been over 94% uh, around Australia. Australian Defence Force personnel and two additional Royal Australian Air Force aircraft have been deployed to the Middle East as violence in Israel and Gaza intensifies. Speaking to Nine's Today program, Defence Minister Richard Miles confirmed the deployment was a precautionary measure that would support Australians in the region in the case security situation deteriorates. It is a significant number of personnel and they're there to support the aircraft and to support what that aircraft might ultimately have to do. But I want to emphasise all of this is a contingency and and the purpose of it is to be supporting Australian populations. The World Health Organisation says it's unable to distribute fuel and life-saving aid to major hospitals in northern Gaza due to a lack of security guarantees. It's called for an immediate ceasefire so health supplies and fuel can be brought into the Gaza Strip. The World Health Organisation says more than half of primary health care facilities and roughly one of every three hospitals stopped functioning. A spokesperson from Palestinian Red Crescent Society says many hospitals are unable to properly operate. Unfortunately, since the beginning of the escalation and complete closure of the Gaza Strip, no fuel is getting in and all the supply that was already uh, in the hospitals run out. So we are expecting a maximum of two days and all hospitals will be running out completely of fuel and then they will be unable to operate and continue providing the life-saving services. Gaza's 2.3 million people have been running out of food, water and medicine since Israel sealed off the territory following the devastating October 7 attack by Hamas on towns in southern Israel. The Hamas-run health ministry says more than 5,700 Palestinians have been killed in the war, while 1,400 people in Israel, mostly civilians, have died. Firefighters in New South Wales are preparing for a day of extreme fire danger across parts of the state, with hot and windy conditions predicted to fan the flames. An extreme fire danger warning has been issued for the Greater Hunter, Northern Slopes and Northwestern regions. Total fire bans will be in place for the far north coast, New England, Greater Hunter, Upper Central West Plains, Northwestern and Northern Slopes regions. Thousands of women in Iceland have gone on a 24-hour strike over gender inequality.
Iceland is regarded as one of the world's most progressive countries in terms of gender equality and has topped the World Economic Forum's Gender Gap Index 14 years in a row. But in some industries and professions, women earn at least 20% less than Icelandic men and 40% of Icelandic women experience gender-based and sexual violence, according to local research. Thousands attended a rally in the capital, including this woman. I think this day um, is for all women in Iceland. Um, I am lucky that I am working at a company that uh, has equal payment, both for uh, women and men. But I am here for my daughters uh, and for all other uh, women in this country. The strike is the first full-day strike since an inaugural women's protest in 1975. More than a dozen models of colour have declared they are boycotting Melbourne Fashion Week in response to multiple instances of racism they say they have experienced across the wider Australian fashion industry. Some of the 13 models have turned down offers to appear at the event, while others refuse to participate in casting calls. A spokesperson for the models says they have been paid significantly less than white models and alleged that racial slurs have been used by a photographer, while some hairdressers have talked in a derogatory term about African hair. She says, generally speaking, a diversity remains a significant issue. I do think that it's not inclusive enough to make models want to have a career here in Australia. I don't believe Australia is very diverse. Um, and we have seen this from a few models who have left Australia, so then they can make it in the industry. South Sydney great Nathan Merritt is making strides with his recovery, with the club reporting this week he's talking again, sitting up and getting out of bed. The positive update comes two and a half weeks after the NRL legend collapsed and was placed on life support. He'd been found unresponsive in the home of his aunt, reportedly from an adverse reaction to prescribed painkillers. And in cricket, Australian all-rounder Mitch Marsh is warning there are no easy games at the current Men's World Cup. Australia plays the Netherlands in the Indian capital Delhi tonight. It's a match the Aussies are expected to comfortably win. But there has been a spate of surprise results so far at this tournament, including the Netherlands beating South Africa last week. Marsh says the standard of world cricket has improved. Um, yeah, teams have got better. Um, and I think that's great for world cricket, certainly in tournaments like this that can sometimes be pretty long. Um, and you see a lot of games that are um, not exactly close or competitive, but um, you know, we've said it multiple times now in this tournament this year, um, there's absolutely no easy games and you go into every game having done all the appropriate homework and hopefully you can come out with a win. We respect the Netherlands, they play, they're playing some good cricket um, and that'll be a tough challenge. Marsh says he doesn't know if Travis Head will return from his hand injury for Australia against the Dutch. And now for a look at today's weather. Broome, sunny 25. Perth, also sunny 34. Adelaide, a shower or two, 15. Melbourne, showers developing 15. Hobart, showers, wind easing 13. Albury-Wodonga, becoming cloudy 16. Canberra, sunny 21. Wollongong, a possible shower 23. Sydney, much the same 25. Newcastle, partly cloudy 27. Brisbane, mostly sunny, 31. Townsville, cloud clearing, 31. Cairns, mostly sunny, 32. Alice Springs, cloud clearing, 28. Darwin, similar conditions, 35. And the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy, 31. And that is NITV Radio News. 
station on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Luana Grant, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Still to come on the show, NITV Radio chats to Dr. Michelle Evans, Associate Professor in Leadership at the Faculty of Business and Economics at the University of Melbourne and co-founder of Indigenous Business Month, who chats to us about 2023 Indigenous Business Month. And NITV Radio chats to Inkabi, talented 11-year-old Noongar Wongai hip-hop artist from Boraloo, Perth, Western Australia, who got the opportunity to meet Chance the Rapper while performing as part of the South by Southwest event in Sydney last week. But first, Indigenous Yes campaigners have spoken out against what they call the shameful October 14 referendum result, which saw 60.69% vote no to questions on enshrining in the Constitution an Indigenous voice to Parliament. They've sent a letter that has since be, that has been that hasn't sorry been signed by individuals criticising misinformation, inadequate support from the federal opposition, and the media's handling of the campaign. Indigenous Yes campaign leaders have broken their silence over the 14th of October referendum, describing the result as shameful. An unsigned open letter says after a week of silence, they wanted to respond to the majority of Australians who voted against the proposal to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament in the Constitution. SBS has voiced the letter. In refusing our people's right to be heard on matters that affect us, Australia chose to make itself less liberal and less democratic. It's clear no reform of the constitution that includes our peoples will ever succeed. This is the bitter lesson from 14th of October. The latest count from the referendum shows the national no vote at 60.69% and yes at 39.31%. Every state turned down the proposal with the ACT the only jurisdiction to back the yes case. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese acknowledges the disappointment of yes campaigners but says Australia's choice must be respected. Difficult time for Indigenous Australians uh, but we respect the outcome in our democracy. And, and I have done that. What we will continue to do, we'll, we'll continue to work on closing the gap. The letter, which does not name its specific authors, says they expected to hear post-referendum commentary absolving no voters. The truth is that the majority of Australians have committed a shameful act, whether knowingly or not, and there is nothing positive to be interpreted from it. There was little that could be done after the federal opposition announced it was opposing the voice, the letter states. The support for the referendum collapsed from the moment Liberal and National Party leaders Mr Dutton and Mr Littleproud chose to oppose the Voice to Parliament proposal after more than a decade of bipartisan support. The letter describes the level of misinformation surrounding the campaign that led up to the vote as unprecedented, saying it had unleashed a tsunami of racism. The letter also criticised media organisations for what it claims were lies in political advertising and communication. We know that the mainstream media failed our people, favouring a false sense of balance over facts. Auntie Janine Yeatman is a traditional owner from North Queensland and has spoken to ABC Radio. 
Yeah, I hear a lot of people saying this. There wasn't enough time, there wasn't enough explanation around Australia to explain what this um, referendum was all about. But the majority of us here in Yarraba, we understood. It, it wasn't to divide us, no way. It was to unite us. And also to get that bloody recognition of we are the First Nations people of this country. Stay informed on the 2023 Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum from across the SBS network, including First Nations perspectives through NITV. Visit the SBS Voice referendum portal to access articles, videos and podcasts in over 60 languages or stream the latest news and analysis, docos and entertainment for free at the Voice Referendum Hub on SBS On Demand. And that story was produced by SM Al-Ghalib for SBS News. Melbourne Fashion Week has been overshadowed by allegations of racism in the Australian fashion industry. More than a dozen models have boycotted the event over a lack of diversity and pay inequality. A rooftop catwalk marks the start of Melbourne's biggest week in fashion. But despite the display of diversity on catwalks today, a group of models of colour have walked out on Melbourne Fashion Week altogether. The Australian fashion industry that isn't, you know, as inclusive and diverse as they claim to be. Their complaints target the wider Australian fashion industry, with claims they're being paid less than their Caucasian counterparts. There's a lot of disparity. Um, There's pay gaps. I've also had some bad experience on set. People being racially insensitive, saying racially inappropriate things, um, prejudice, ignorance. They also say tokenism is at play, with models from diverse backgrounds gracing runways for Fashion Week, only to then go back to struggling for work days later. The industry acknowledges the need for diversity and says some progress has been made. As a designer, it really means a lot for us for all the shows to be inclusive. Organisers say most of the event's models are paid the same rate. I think Melbourne Fashion Week really has made uh, genuine and real progress on issues of diversity, equality and equity. I don't believe Australia is very diverse um, and we have seen this from a few models who have left Australia so then they can make it in the industry. It's hoped a week of fashion in the spotlight can trigger lasting change. Brianna Piazza, NITV News. The first ever Aboriginal Languages Week is being held in New South Wales. The event was launched at the National Centre for Indigenous Excellence in Redfern over the weekend with the aim of increasing support for Indigenous languages, identity and culture. Yusuf Saudi for NITV News reports. A matriarch for Australian rap, Barker, leading celebrations of Indigenous languages at the festival in Redfern. Such an important thing for me and I I feel so strong being able to, even if that's that little language that I know, I know my ancestors can hear me every time. The artist has returned to country to learn Barkindji language. Her name Barker is from the land. Barker is Barkindji for the sacred place, also known as the Darling River. It's been um, so integral to my healing, you know. Um, My mum was stolen generation. She grew up in a time where mum was speaking language and then got beaten out of her at a really early age. I'm not just healing me, I'm healing my mum. And my daughter's healing all of us when she's sitting there learning language. 
This week-long celebration is being run by the Aboriginal Languages Trust. It's a First Nations-led state government agency that is focused on protecting, promoting and reviving Indigenous languages. Language Week is about shining a spotlight on the work that's been done in communities to make sure languages are alive and still being spoken today, particularly after the impacts of colonisation on our languages and on our culture. There are more than 30 different Aboriginal languages in New South Wales. Several are still being spoken and some languages are being taught to the next generation. We need to create these great legacies for for our children to keep continuing on with this work and to teach all those children, whether regardless what race um, of people you come from. So making that stronger in schools and in community, uh, that's where all the New South Wales languages would like to be, where it's bilingual. Barker is still on her journey of learning and hopes to inspire younger generations through including more language in her music. Yusuf Saudi, NITV News. A poem that addresses First Nations intergenerational trauma and entrenched racism has taken out Australia's richest poetry prize. Water Under the Bridge was written by Wiradjuri author and academic Janine Lane, who likens poetry to an extension of traditional Aboriginal storytelling. I came back decades later to rooms she cleaned in the ruins of a homestead on the river of my country. And so opens Water Under the Bridge, the winning work in a rich poetry prize awarded by the University of Sydney. The judges described it as a tracing of the narratives and traumas of Indigenous women and a particular kind of racial discrimination, that is, not appearing black enough. It also deals with the intergenerational trauma of people who found the pressure of racism in this country too much and therefore tried to protect their children or thought they might protect their children through denying them their heritage. I was a child when auntie sat me on her lap and told me of this life I didn't have to have. Janine Lane says while her life has been far different to that of her mother and aunties, she describes returning to country around Wagga Wagga and Gundagai in the New South Wales Riverina as a privilege. But she says broader Australia has a far different view of Aboriginal privilege. Privilege, according to white Australia for Aboriginal people, is if you have a job and if you may own some property or those have an education or all of the above, which nobody thinks twice about when other people have. She says for her, poetry is an extension of traditional Aboriginal storytelling. Poetry and my connection to country allowed me still to be able to use even English to um, express a First Nations message and make English a tool to say what I wanted to say as a First Nations person. And I come back to this ground of unfinished business and leave the gates open when I leave, swinging on rusty hinges. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. 
you're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Luana Grant. Still to come on the program, NITV Radio chats to Inkaby, a talented 11-year-old Noongar Wongai hip-hop artist from Boralu, Perth, Western Australia. But first, Dr. Michelle Evans, Associate Professor in Leadership at the Faculty of Business and Economics at the University of Melbourne and co-founder of Indigenous Business Month, chats to NITV Radio about the 2023 Indigenous Business Month, an event that took place in special context in the backdrop of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament campaign. Indigenous Business Month 2023 decided not to hold the traditional IBM Awards. Instead, they promoted getting together and connecting. NITV Radio's Bertrand Tungandami has more. I'm joined by Professor Michelle Evans to explore the 2023 Indigenous Business Month. Welcome to NITV Radio, Professor Evans. Oh, thanks, Bertrand, and happy Indigenous Business Month to you. Thank you, thank you. Now, before we go into our conversation about uh, Indigenous Business Month, about uh, entrepreneurs, businesses, and uh, how uh, Indigenous businessmen and uh, women are, are doing and how they've been doing in the last 12 months, uh, Indigenous Business Month takes place in October every year, but this year the event is taking place in uh, a historical context. Before we go into our conversation, can you maybe tell us about uh, the context of Indigenous Business Month uh, 2023? Mm. And I think it's really important to focus on the context. Uh, when we came together um, earlier in this year, the co-founders, Mayra Sonsa, Lisa Wadigo and I and our colleagues in the different organisations that we work with spoke to the fact that um, we kind of had a hunch that perhaps the referendum would fall in Indigenous Business Month and we didn't really want to add to people's load and stress um, to be thinking about um, things like awards and, and trying to um, have, have some of the terrible kind of... Um, trolling that's been happening all over for a lot of First Nations people and anyone who was um, really promoting a favourable response in the referendum. So we really wanted to create a theme for this year that was about paying attention to each other, to our relationship and to the absolute importance of gathering spaces and how they can uplift us during times of stress and pressure. So the theme for this year's Indigenous Business Month is to gather together. How has uh, the month gone? Because we're almost at the end of the month. We normally catch up at the beginning to explore what's up, what's coming, uh, the entries for nominations for awards, and we speak about the awards, but this year there were no awards. Yeah. How There weren't any awards this year, and we really wanted to just have a bit of a break um, because of, of the context, because of the referendum and to really focus Bertrand on the gathering. Um, yeah. So next year we're going to redouble our efforts and <laughs> go go hard on, on really talking about the awards for Indigenous Business Month and, and it's our 10th anniversary next year so that'll be a really wonderful thing to celebrate. But for this year it has been going really well. I, I'm actually um, been tickled pink at how many different events have been happening, you know, from just people getting together, gathering for a cup of coffee or, you know, actually pretty big events um, that people are having. I know that um, 
Christine Ross is, is hosting a very big event over there in Perth uh, this week, which is very exciting. And we've had all sorts of different events for the term, like people just showcasing Indigenous businesses, like there's one in uh, Canberra this week. Um, I'm actually on my way to Moree for some research and, and there's going to be a Indigenous Business Month event in Moree. We're seeing a lot of events popping up in regional uh, Australia and that is really very, very exciting to us as uh, Indigenous Business Month co-founders. People were encouraged to meet, whether it's all just a couple and uh, it's not just for Indigenous uh, business owners, also allies were invited mm. to participate and uh, how has uh, the response been? Well, it, it has been really fantastic. We've had a lot of, um, you know, key businesses or organisations, I guess, in the Indigenous business sector, like uh, Indigenous Business Australia running different workshops and um, First Australians um, businesses kind of talking about accessing capital. And we've had a lot of um, non-Indigenous corporates and government um, providers really kind of supporting uh, Indigenous business owners to through venues and um, through creating a space for that convening to happen, which I think is really absolutely essential, I guess. And we want to really pay respect to that. I'm very excited by that. And one of the other ones that I'm really excited by is um, one of our Indigenous um, graduates from uh, the Murrah Program has been all, I can see her fingerprints all over this incredible business expo in Mildura that's coming up uh, this this week, actually tomorrow. So it's just exciting, Bertrand, to see that. Um, Really want to see Indigenous business leaders leading these events, um, speaking out and prioritising what they want as change in our sector and seeing corporates and um, the support bodies and the intermediaries in the sector supporting them. You just mentioned uh, the Mara. Uh, it has to be reminded to our listeners that uh, Indigenous uh, Business Month is an initiative uh, driven by uh, alumni of Melbourne Business School's Mara Indigenous Business uh, Masterclass. It's something that's really important to remind uh, our listeners. Now, before I let you go, Michelle Evans, anything you'd like to add to the conversation today we may have missed that's really important for our listeners? I really encourage everyone, just even if you, if you can't get along to an Indigenous Business Month event, please support people on social media, use the IBM hashtag, send us an email about what's happening in your business and what are the kind of key concerns, because every year we're really interested to continue that conversation. And I will also say, Bertrand, that I am very um, proud to um, share that we had, for the first time ever, five Aboriginal and, and uh, Torres Strait Islander people graduate from MBAs, executive MBAs, senior EMBAs at the Melbourne Business School just over the weekend. And that is the first time we've had such an incredible amount, five people at one in one year. People have been really studying for many years. Some have just studied over the past... 12 to 18 months, but just to see that kind of collective of incredible um, individuals and leaders coming out 
of business schools now coming out with MBAs, whether it be at Melbourne Business School or any one of Australia's business schools, I just think is really exciting to see because they really will be the tip of the spear in corporate Australia. Yeah, and building capacity in the area because uh, business and entrepreneurship is uh, one of the areas where they can lift uh, the community up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a really exciting way and we need those leaders who have lived experience um, of being able to navigate between cultural responsibilities and, and community responsibilities as well as their, their business and commercial responsibilities and be able to create new spaces and convene new possibilities and push back and claim space for a different way of doing business in Australia. Professor Michelle Evans, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thanks, Bertrand. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Nika Hines here, Rajari Mob. You're listening to NITV Radio. TV radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1 p.m. or anytime online. Hey, you're listening to the radio of NITV. Welcome back. You're with NITV Radio. Our next interview is with Inkabi, a talented 11-year-old Noongar Wongai hip-hop artist from Boraloo, Perth, Western Australia, who has been making some huge waves in the music scene, last month being named Triple J Unearthed High Indigenous Initiative winner. Inkabi frequently performs with his dad, award-winning Noongar rapper, who goes by the name Fluent. Last week, the pair were in Sydney for the South by Southwest Sydney event where Inkeby was booked for a number of performances and while he was there, he was lucky enough to meet one of his idols, Chance the Rapper, who was also in attendance at the event to deliver a keynote address at South by Southwest. Inkeby and his dad Fluent were performing at the 3% Our People gig over the weekend and was lucky enough to be introduced to the stage by Chance the Rapper. NITV's Jonah Johnson caught up with Inkeby and Fluent to chat more. My name is Josh Wagington, or Fluent. Um, I'm from the southwest of Western Australia, Boraloo, or Perth. Um, and my mob are Nyunga Wonga. My name is Ethan Eggington, also known as Inkaby. I'm from Perth, Western Australia, and my mob is Nyunga Wonga. Repping the West, you boys. Repping the West. That's right. We're sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mad, mad. Yeah, so what what happened over the weekend, boys? You were you were you were down in Sydney. What what was on? Um, there was this big festival. So it originally started in Texas, I'm pretty sure, and this was the first time they did it in Australia called South by Southwest. And um, like a lot of people go to it and it's like really big. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And um Inkyby was booked for like four shows. So um he was one of the one of the definitely like looked in at our artists and it was just incredible. We got to play in heaps of different places, heaps of different locations around um around Sydney there and it was just mad. Like um how fun was it? It was super fun. <laughs> it's crazy. How were you received up there? What what was that feeling like being on stage? Like do do you think you got did you feel a lot of love? I remember the last show I did when I was singing Beat the Odds, I heard like in the crowd people singing Two Black, Two Strong and um it made me feel super proud. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of love in the air. There was um moments of like black excellence and that was just like incredible to experience all the way on the other side of this big continent, you know? It's crazy. 
Uh, seen on socials, yeah, you got to to meet Chance, spend a bit of time with um, Chance the Rapper. What 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 was that like? And did he did he have any words of advice? What is his yarn about? Well, he 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 only told me like like it was it was crazy for him to see like my my age like rapping, and he said just to keep doing what I'm doing, and um, it's, it's still weird to like. Know that I met someone that famous and crazy, like crazy and famous and that. Nah, definitely. Yana with Chance. And um, we got to go and actually watch his keynote speech. Um, It was the first thing that we did at South By, and it was incredible from an artist's perspective, watching his journey and how he did it all independent, never once signed to a label, owns all his own masters. It's just so inspiring to see that there's different pathways for artists coming through now that just probably weren't looked in ever before kind of now with this new age of the way music's released. So um, from, from an industry perspective, I felt like I learned a lot from Chance um, just from listening to him speak. And we got to sit front row too, so that felt pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do, do, do you feel like there's a lot of crossover, you know, from what, what Chance has done and, and all of that to for us mob here, especially especially for using the, you know, in the industry? Like is there... Do you think there's a lot of similarities in terms of our experience, mobs experience? A hundred percent. Like, I mean, I think um, being in, I think that the, the crossover and a lot of similarities that I heard when, when listening to Chance speak and, and he mentioned these himself was the black experience and hip hop being um, the tool of the oppressed um, and being a way for us to speak our truths into the world and not letting, um, those bigger sort of juggernauts and the machine sort of take control of what is your power. Um, I felt really inspired and I could relate strongly to that because that's why I myself do music, why Incubi does music is because this is, of course, something we love and we're passionate about art, but at the forefront of all of our songs and all of the content that we make is our people and our struggle and our culture. Incubi, you just come back from school. What, what What's that like? You know, being in Sydney, meeting um, doing four shows in front of big crowds, and then you know the next the next day you, you you're back in school. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but it, it's like it feels weird because um, what is it called? It was like Sydney. It was like all big and like um, like crazy exciting, and then we just come back home and like. It's a little bit more boring. <laughs> <laughs> How do the do you have yarns with kids at school? I mean, these days, you know, you got phones and you know, video and photo and 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 of it all. Back when I was going to school, if I said that, oh, I'd you know, flown halfway across the country and met Chance a rapper, everyone would go, nah, you're good. <laughs> but, um, what 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 kind of yarns did you have with kids at school today? So my best friend, he comes into my house in the morning. I told him that I met Chance the Rapper, and he was like, "What? There's no way." But then what was good? Dad showed him one of the photos, and then um, he believed us, and he was like, "What? How do you meet Chance the Rapper?" And um, at school, when he he went up to everyone, and he started telling everyone, and they were like, "What? How do you meet Chance the Rapper?" And that, and it it was really cool. What's on What's on the cards? For years, for years now, like obviously South by Southwest was a big one. You, you've been popping up doing shows everywhere. What what what's co- what's coming up for years? 
we're just really focused on um wanting to get new music out. We've got um heaps of songs loaded up, ready to go. Um uh yeah, solo tracks. So we've done a bit of collaboration stuff, like obviously with Bars of Steel and that, but we've got a lot of solo tracks ready to go. Um, so I'm hoping to release next week and Inkyby not too long after as well with a massive song that he actually played at the Gladstone that was just, um, yeah, it just went off. So, yeah, really excited for that track too, for both tracks. Yeah, that we just want to get new music out and share share some share some stories with everybody. Yeah, this morning when I was yarning to you, I jumped on and listened to Beat the Odds again. And um, goosebumps, bro. Like, if you, you know, you can make, you know, someone like me, my age, you know, feel that. Like, you, you know, you're killing it. Um, is there, is there any words of advice or, or anything that you'd, you know, want to say to, to Mob out there? Any words of advice? Just be yourself and keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah, no, yeah, because you never know. You never know, right? If you keep, if you keep, never know where you're gonna end up. And yeah. that's all. All we've really done is just made music we think is cool, leaned into the stuff that we enjoyed, and that's great advice. Is yeah, be yourself. My boy, we'll, we'll, we'll just finish up on um any shout outs. All the mob over east that we made, all the friends that we made. You know, um, absolutely incredible connections and and nothing but love. And I uh, can't wait to come back and spend some more time over there with everybody. Just to the mob, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to the mob. Welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West. I hit them with some dopeness, leave them obsessed. I'm on this. Nah, I'm the one next. Alright, Dad, just chill and stick to the concept. Yep. Welcome everybody and I'm glad you arrived. Hi. Have a great time, hope you enjoy the vibes. Yeah, well, we bring the vibes and we bring the shine, yeah. You just subscribe, make sure that you hear live. I've been steady rocking on this mic for a minute. Huh? All up in the kitchen, making a few dishes. Okay. Competition missing, I don't really see them stepping up. Most of these were stepped to us, must be because we running the mark. Money we be running it up. Earn respect. Not at enough. Heard the sound. Love the bus. Underground. When I rock, are you ready for this hip hop? Say, you're sure. more iconic bus than Mozart and Beethoven. I hear them talking in the back like they glowing. We see them talking on the net like they blowing. I guess what they really saying is the movement growing. What they ain't knowing once we hear bras game, game over. over. For anybody with the thought to contest, that I do the Caliph West. We the best. Give us the checks and all the money to flex. Yeah, this the next step. Somebody give it a rest like we the ones to let you know that. We the ones to rock your show that. We the ones that's got to blow like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. wait. Hey, yo, Winkyby. Yo. I hear them going out there and they're talking about an 11 year old shouldn't be doing what you're doing. What? You know, they're saying you're too young or something. Really? What, you got a secret or what? Uh, maybe. Let them know, my boy. Well, here's something I like him to disprove. I'm a transistor mutant that's moving through human suits. Live is a mid button. I was born. It's 97. It's been 86 years. And now we're just turning 11. Somebody call up the Reverend. This kid's a weapon. A mass destruction bullet with some butterfly wings. We're just smashing pumpkins. We crash your function and leave you with cash reduction. So when we blowing up, don't call it no gas combustion. Don't you mess with This boy bringing that breaking news. Hey, this food, man. It's too late to lose. I'm a race of yeah. proof. We shape abuse. What's me saying truth? The thought is warm, but the thorn. I'm in the zone. Then I'm in the mood. Yeah, rappers faking views. Exaggerating the clear. What? Open up ideas. And it's validating my doubt uh, Well that's fine Stay on the grind Never get the route Cause I know that the next generation Gonna hold it down yeah. That I do two. Check this beat one two. two Everyone I know making moves First with smooth yeah. Cries like this can't do This is the life that I choose That I do two. Check this beat one two. two Everyone I 
Rise like this can't lose yeah. This is yeah. the life that yeah. I choose We sling lightning like Titans Flow so tight and exciting Won't be surprised if they bite it Mind of a giant, mind of a Mayan Align with the lions and tigers survivors Providers. We come from a warrior race So what you gonna say when we all in your face? Can't tell you right now when I thought of escape Until you mention our names when you're talking to greats We, we that, that good, good. We that good. We that good. Visit sbs.com.au/nitvradio. And that's all we have time for on today's program. You can listen back to the show anytime online or catch any of our stories at our website at sbs.com.au. NITV Radio will be back on Friday with more stories from right across the country. I'm your host, Lawana Grant, Mandangor. Thanks for listening and have a great day.